Hey, what's up? My name is Mickey. Uh, Michael, if you're nasty. Um, Mike, if you want to shorten it even more. And Mikey, if you've just read my name on a piece of paper and were like, yeah, that's probably right. And nothing I've said or did made you ever think, no, I don't think that's right. Hey, there's only one person out there in the world that fits that description. I don't remember your name. I feel very, very bad about that. But if you're the person, if you're somehow listening to this, if you're the one person that despite having people around you call me by my dead name, it was like, what's Mikey doing? Where's Mikey? I love you. Thank you so much. Um, but yeah, so anyway, the beginning uh, thing was just a Janet Jackson uh, reference. I guess you could call me Miss Jackson if you're nasty, but it's not... It's not anywhere in my name, so you just be wrong. <laughs> um, it was a it was a horrible fucking um, uh, uh, intro. But today, um, oh, adult show, adult show, adult show. I'm waving my arms. You can't see me, but I, I am. My neighbors can see me. I don't think they're happy with what they're seeing, but it's they never are. I it's. At some point, it's out of my control. What I can't control is this is obviously an NSFW podcast. I opened with <laughs> a parody of the line, Miss Jackson, if you're nasty. Um, so, like, uh, you know what I mean? If there's kids, put them away. Put put them in the ball pit. I don't know where kids go. I don't know what kids like. Put them in the sandbox. What is it, winter? Fuck you. Um... But yeah, adult show, NSFW, all the way. Um, I don't know what I was trying to spell. NS, there's no words that start with N and S, right? There's just words that sound like they do. It doesn't matter. Um, so yeah, because we're going to get nasty, which is the... That was the that was the bit. Um, we're gonna we're gonna talk about nasty things. I'm leaning in, so this feels more intimate on your end. I'm leaning into my microphone, okay? Um, we're gonna be talking about doing the nasty, except not really, because for me, doing the nasty sounds like a euphemism for like if you fucked a bowl of egg yolks, they would be doing the nasty to me. I think love between consensual partners is a, is a beautiful thing. I think fucking a bowl of egg yolks and then giving your dick salmonella would be doing the nasty. But hey, what do I know? Uh, I'm just a podcaster. Hi, my name is Mickey Soro, or Mike, or Mikey, or Michael. All of those are true. Uh, you can use any of those. You don't have to be any degree of nasty. I don't care. I can't hear you. It's a podcast. It's pre-recorded. I love you, though. Thank you for being here. Speaking of, this is my podcast, which mine is ours, spelled H-O-U-R-S. Because uh, for about an hour, <laughs> I'm going to make that. <laughs> I, this isn't edited. I don't know if you can. I, you, you, you can tell. Um, <laughs> I'm going to make that noise into my computer. I'm going to make so many other noises into my computer. It's, it's going to get wild. Some might say it might even get nasty. Whether or not it does kind of depends. Um, so here's the deal, right? I was on, I was on the Reddit, you know, I was, I, um, yeah, I'm 26 years old. I can say things like I was on the Reddit, you know, it's just like when I go home and my mom's like, have you seen the video that's on the YouTube? And it's like, oh, the, the frugal lady, the dumpster dives. Yeah. Fucking, I seen it. I subscribed to her channel. I know, I know what's up. Um, so no, my mom doesn't sound like that. She's, she's, uh, she's more with the times than I am. Um, which is, well, okay, but I'm on Reddit, so. <laughs> I'm on, I was on the Reddit, right? I, I saw this post, this post came across my Reddit, you know, whatever. It's a, it's a screenshot of a Tumblr post, so I'm just going to read it in its entirety. 
um, as much as I can, because I think towards the end, the way that I would perform it, if you know, if this is truly a performance and life is a stage, so hey, why not? Um, is uh, they're screaming. So this person writes, "Sex scenes have no narrative purpose." It's such a funny take on so many levels. Sorry, I think I there's not a lot of punctuation happening. So let me try that again. Sex scenes have no narrative purpose. It's such a funny take on so many levels. People will really believe that the whole human experience is valuable to portray artistically, except sex, which of course has never held emotional weight or significance for anybody. What's the purpose of sex scenes in media? I don't know why I went Jerry Seinfeld with it. I'm sorry. Do you like jizz? Uh, <laughs> do you like jizz? Anyway, what's the purpose of sex scenes in media? Well, you see, sometimes people have sex. Sometimes it can be important, even. This person reblogs and goes, Yeah, okay, but I don't want to watch straight sex scene number, big long number, uh, 12312348375822. You can't tell me I'm wrong. You're not looking at this. I'm, I read that great. And in the middle of some movie that's clearly not high fucking art or anything, or sorry, fucking high art or anything. Well, they, they're they probably not fucking high art. They're probably fucking each other. But anyway, uh, like, please tell me, <laughs> tell, me, tell me how the sex scene made Jason X. <laughs> A deeper movie. Oh, wait. First of all, I know Jason X might be Jason 10. I don't know how many Jasons there are. I think I've only seen parts of the first one. I'm going to call it Jason X. Anyway, um, so the person they wrote the... <laughs> person they wrote the original post reblogs their take on their take and they go you <laughs> in larger text also as well so this person really knows they fucked up uh you genuinely think that the sex scene in jason x the movie about jason from friday the 13th killing people in space is bad is genuinely a rebuttal to this point like genuinely genuinely like you think that it's the kind of sex scene i was talking about in the original post you think that when i'm talking about the artistic merit of sex scenes in movies you think i'm talking about the bit with the dominatrix and jason x 2001 director james isaac the movie where jason from friday the 13th gets put in cryo sleep and wakes up in the future on a spaceship where he starts killing people in people in outer space you genuinely think that this is the kind of movie and scene i'm referring to when i'm arguing for the potential artistic value of a type of scene jason x jason x the one with jason on a spaceship you think they well jason x the movie about jason on a spaceship killing people in space is bad is a rebuttal to my point jason x <laughs> <laughs> so obviously i had to do an episode about it so here's my takeaway from that i uh i think i'm uniquely disqualified from speaking about sex scenes in movies because i watch i'm cracking my knuckles i'm sorry i watch the types of movies where the original point that the original poster was against makes a lot of sense to be brought up against those movies i do think also that their point is correct that sex scenes can be well done and can be put in movies it is a pivotal part of a lot of people's human experiences and you know hey why not i don't think we'll ever get away from sex scenes in movies here's the part where i pretend that i'm a movie critic for a second um i <laughs> i've done this joke before i know i sound like like uh um fucking what what was his name john tron if he had like a really bad cold i know i sound like every movie critic if they had a really bad cold i don't know why my voice is so nasal um and i don't know why i thought a podcast would be an appropriate thing for me to do with my exceedingly nasal voice but i'm gonna i'm gonna zip and here we go um so yeah 
I don't think we're ever going to get away from sex scenes in movies. I also don't think that we have to. The caveat is <laughs> I would like to get away from watching them. Uh, I'm not somebody that's super comfortable watching sex on film. And you know what? I'm going to say it. If you digitally remaster it, that doesn't mean I want to watch it either. But that doesn't mean that it can't be put to film. I'm using put to film. Obviously, every time I say that, I'm going to make some sort of stupid joke where I'm like, what if they put the sex on Blu-ray? And you're obligated to leave. But if you don't, I won't know. And it'll it'll be fine. We'll all get through this together. Um, I think that it's also a valid criticism. Sometimes a movie really doesn't need it. And they're going to do it anyway. I think the inclusion. So I'm a writer. And for a while, I thought that I was actually going to be a screenwriter. I thought I was going to write movies. And I think at the time, I kind of conflated writing movies with also directing movies. And I think a little bit, I never thought I would be the star. Because, um, hey, <laughs> I can at least do that right, okay? I don't have to be the trifecta. I can be two out of the three and it's fine. Um, and honestly, I, I think the fact that I end up is none of the three is the best case scenario. Um, but, um, I, you know, I maybe was a little bit like, what if I'm like a background character? Woo. They, I don't know. I wasn't good. Okay. Screenwriting, it turns out, is incredibly fucking hard. Cause I was just like, I got my ideas for screenwriting, like the setup of it from like book and like you know when you have to read Shakespeare in like high school and they give it to you and it's just a book like it's not like necessarily even screen formatted anymore stage formatted anymore it's really just a book I was like yeah it's just, it's just writing a book and then people go up on stage and they fucking do it or they fucking do it on the sound stage or they fucking fuck it they do it live like I don't know um I was I was wrong I was that was stupid fucking cunt but I am still a writer um, which is, uh, maybe even more offensive than everything that I've said so far, and maybe this entire show, who knows? I'm still a writer, I'm a horror writer, um, and I border on, <laughs> I border on sci-fi, um, no, I'm, I, I, I don't know what I write. They, mm, I tell people I'm a horror writer because the things that I write are genuinely horrifying, um, but, like, in, like, a bad way, where it's like, oh, God, someone thought this was okay. <laughs> I don't know. It's just how I explain it to people. Because, like, I, I people will ask me, you know, they'll be like, you seem like a writer. It, people say that a lot, and I'm like, do I? Is it just the glasses? Because I'm self-aware. It has to just be the glasses. Because nothing, nobody ever hears me speak and goes, you know what I want? I want this man to write something. I think they would be good. I think people are afraid that my accent will bleed into the script or book, because now I write books. And usually it's people where I'm not at liberty to necessarily tell them what I write, because then I get in trouble for, like, discussing cults at work. So I just go, oh, I'm a horror writer. And they go, sometimes they go, what's that? And I go, ah, like the Invisible Man. And they go, oh, yes terrifying film and it's like <laughs> yeah listen i'm sure it was at the time um so it's it's it holds up the special effects hold up anyway it doesn't matter who cares so anyway so i'm a writer i i've, I've kept writing um and something that i think a lot about in my own writing i do have difficulty writing sex scenes personally because i never know what they should do 
I don't want to go into the detail of, like, penis to vagina. Like, I don't want to, it's just not my writing style personally. So for me, whenever I write a sex scene, it's always a hard cut, and it's there for a reason. Um, like, I, you know, I, and so when I think of the way that people might write for stage or screen or other books, you know, it, it, it makes sense to write a sex scene for a reason to me. Here's the thing. I think what the person, so, like, I don't know, it's something tonally, you know what I mean? I don't know if any of this is making any sense, but, like, even when I write, like, the beginning of a sex scene, and then I do a hard cut to the scene, the next scene in, in my writing, like, big fucking long line across the page, not necessarily a page break, not necessarily a jump to a new chapter, but it just, it, it, I, and I don't think hard cut is the right word, I think that's the filmmaking term, I'm just gonna go with it, uh, if I, if I, like, I just wrote a sex scene literally the other night for one of my books that I'm fucking writing, so these two characters hook up, and then, uh, there's a hard cut to them laying in bed afterwards, and then being like, so... <laughs> <laughs> whatever, like, whatever they're talking about, right? And so, like, it's my style. my It's my, like, writing style. And I think that it fits a certain tone. It makes it obvious to the audience that the book itself isn't, like, unlike maybe a romance novel or erotic fiction or maybe even somebody's biography or autobiography where they're, like, a famous person recounting all the loves of their illustrious career in life, that sort of thing, where it's, like, the obvious focus is the building of the relationship between these two characters, the obvious focus of the book, because they're going to go through the rest of the book together, um, or intertwine in some way, like their stories will intertwine in some way. The obvious focus is not the sex itself. You know what I mean? And I think there's also a way to do that. There's a, you just have to integrate it tonally. I think a lot of times when people complain about sex scenes in movies, it's either because they're, they're horribly done, they're disgusting, or they're not like, tonally appropriate for, like, the genre or the narrative, like, it's placed at a funny time, like, so, you can do a sex scene in a movie, absolutely, 100%, and have it placed perfectly, and it might still be a little weird to watch, um, just as the audience member, because, like, so, I don't know, it, maybe it's just weird for me, because, like, I'll watch movies where I understand that sex makes sense, especially with, like, the genre of the movie or the time period that it was made, and I'm still, I'm just sitting in my room, and I'm like, I don't know if I'm supposed to touch myself, like, I don't, I'm just here, <laughs> like, I feel like a fucking pervert, but I'm, I'm here and I'm watching it, um, so, but, like, there, I think it's also, because, like, the audience is going on the journey with you, why would you make that hard cut in the journey to a sex scene at an inappropriate time? Like, so, uh, I watch... Hey, who out there thought that I was somebody that watches Italian erotic horror films? Raise your hands. I can't see you. Doesn't matter. Put your hand down. Yeah, okay. So, with that, you know what you're getting, okay? You know you're getting poor English dub right off the bat. <laughs> You're getting people that sound like me over these beautiful Italian people with their bushes fully out. You know what I mean? 
you're getting knives and bellies during penis and vagina penetration. You know what I mean? You're getting somebody uh, scissor between the boobs, not lesbian scissor, but like scissor, like the metal scissors, <laughs> this sort of thing. You know, it, it's in the package deal. It comes with the genre. It makes sense, right? So when you watch one of those movies, when they're, even if the directing or the editing is kind of like wonky, when it happens, it's like, oh, okay. Yeah. I, I read the back of the box. <laughs> Like, I read the shutter description, okay? I should have known. Here it comes. They don't, they call it a Rodakara for a reason, right? Um, so I think that makes sense. And it doesn't have to be Italian. Americans also have a Rodakara. Um, you know, <laughs> the, the dubbing is usually better. I don't mean it like that. I just mean, like, I don't know. Some, some, do you ever watch something that's dubbed and then, like, I... Mm, this reminds me of the Mickey guy, because yeah, I do. <laughs> but um, no, it's just because yeah, sometimes it's just not a direct translation. Like sometimes it's just not it's just not going to fit perfectly or like they're going to be making references that maybe don't translate to the audience. That it's been translated into their language, like that sort of thing. Um, but like they make sense, like or, or even just erotic films in general. Obviously, like they're going to throw sexy at you all the time. Fifty Shades of Grey. They came <laughs> recently. Can I say that? I haven't seen all of it. Um, I don't have any desire to see any of it. Um. But it's another movie where it's like, if you take the sex scenes out, it's actually to the detriment of the style and the tone and the genre of the film, because it's the whole fucking film. Um, so it's like that kind of thing, you know what I mean? So tonally, it makes sense. It's the whole story. It's every hole in it. So she's got every hole going on in that story. Uh, maybe one of the, these days I'll have to read those books and do an episode on it. Uh, the issue for me being uh, that it would mean giving the publisher money or the author money. Is it Stephanie Myers? Who? No. No. Fifty Shades of Grey can't be Mormon. Hold on. Who, who wrote that? Uh, sorry, guys. Uh, Fifty Shades. <laughs> oh, it's British. Um, okay, so it's, they, I don't want to discriminate. She could be Mormon. Who knows? Um, no, it's based off the book. Sorry. Uh, yeah, when, when, oh, does she get pregnant? Oh, she does. Oh, boy. Oh, no. The next, the next, uh, 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 hello. Hmm. Ooh. It's <laughs> one of the most popular Google questions is, is Fifty Shades of Grey suitable for a 12-year-old? Uh, in France, they say yes. But in France, they don't also say, well, they're vowels. So I'm not fucking listening to these people. I say as I say too many vowels in every word that I say. Okay, uh, E.L. James. Who is E.L. James? E.L. James is not Stephanie Meyer. That is a, that is a different human being. Okay. No, 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 yeah, yeah, no. I thought it said prior to this, she wrote Twilight. I was like, what the fuck? No, she wrote Twilight fan fiction. Okay, that's the connection. That's where it was. I'm sorry. There was a minute of, there was a minute of audio. Then you went on that journey with me. Um, and they might have been the best minute of audio so far. Um, yeah. Can't take the sex out of the, that's kind of integral to the movie. Allegedly. Uh, 
<laughs> we'll have to watch and see. Um, but, you know, like, I, I think a very good example of sometimes you just don't have to do the sex right now. Uh, uh, I think to go back to, like, horror, if it's not specifically erotic horror, something that a lot of 80s films fall into, especially, is that they'll be running from the monster, and then they're just like, eh, oh, popping the shirt off, just a little bit, just kind of, it's hot in here. It's like, okay, I understand that you have the, the Scream Queen, and you, you want to show her tits, because you want to sell copies. Um, but, like... <laughs> And maybe this is me not understanding. You feel free. Let me know. So if I get mauled by, let's say, let's say I'm getting like chased down by like, you know, the fraternity boy killer, whatever, right? It seems 80s. Free at house killer. Okay, right? So, you know, Chadley or whoever, he has his varsity jacket on and his fucking like lacrosse thing in the the net there's like duct taped the, the big steak knife and he's just you know, fucking just going it just going at the sorority girls killing everybody right and it's the 80s so take on me by a is playing right so and he's taking them on and the the the, the cheerleaders and sorority girls are kicking him in the balls he's got metal balls okay he's the terminator it's the 80s right if i die if i'm in that movie and i'm like uh-oh First of all, I'm in a sorority? Uh-oh. <laughs> Something went wrong somewhere. Um, but if I'm like, oh, uh, this guy's gonna fucking kill me with his, again, steak knife duct taped to a lacrosse net thing. Do you know what those are? I don't. Um, I'm, <laughs> listen, I'm closer to a movie critic than I am to a lacrosse player. I don't, it's... Something happened. Something went wrong. Actually, something went right. I don't. I don't enjoy lacrosse. Um, he's gonna stab me, right? In my mind, I want to die with my clothes on. I don't, cause like, and I know it's not a big secret. Like, I know that it's not gonna be one of those things where they get my slain, dismembered corpse, still somehow fully clothed, to the the autopsy person, and they're gonna take off my clothes and be like. Carl, come in here, like, wave in, like, the, the other autopsy people. Sandy, you know, like, whatever. Did you guys know this was a woman? Like, it's not going to be, like, a big surprise. There's not going to be, like, a 1914 newspaper run that's like, you know, extra, extra, read all about it. A dead man was woman in relationship with other woman who claims she does not know for 29 years. Like, you know, it's not, it's not that, right? <laughs> like, I know, but, like, I, there's nothing in the hypothetical scenario that I made where I want to take my shirt off and die as erotically as possible. I don't want to be stabbed. I... <laughs> Maybe everyone in horror films just has a blood kink? I don't know. I, hey, man, I'm not a real horror writer. That's just what I tell people. Um... Or or maybe I am. It isn't that the scariest thing of all time. So yeah, I um hmm. It, it just never really made sense. And I think that's usually when people are like, we don't need another sex scene. They're usually thinking about something along the lines of that, where it is like a horror movie, but they stop running from the killer and they fuck for like a really long time. And it's like, do you not know that there's you know a, a chainsaw cheerleader right over there you know what i mean or if it's like a biopic and or kind of a movie that came out really recently i haven't seen all of it blonde uh the, the the marilyn monroe story one of the many many marilyn monroe stories and i think it's fair to say story because it's i listen i read her her biography okay 
whatever was happening in Blonde was not in that biography. And yeah, it was a shitty paperback that I like got for like 50 cents at a yard sale. Okay. But yeah, it was better than Blonde. Um, so like they, I think that's something that people that are going to, for, I mean, PSA, you're, if you go to the movie, you're not going to learn a goddamn thing about Marilyn Monroe's life. I'm sure there's a lifetime documentary you could watch or like an E documentary or, a YouTube documentary. You, they, there's a lot of outlets, and Blonde isn't one of them. But you know, for the people that do go to that movie and are expecting to learn something about Marilyn Monroe's life, it's like entirely fictionalized and eroticized in a weird way. Um, and I feel like it's very strange, especially regarding Marilyn Monroe, because if you've seen any of her personal writings about herself, she's actually not a very sexual person. Um, so, I mean, you know, they much, I don't actually super remember a whole lot about her, but like it was, there were elements of the movie that almost bordered on like torture porn. Uh, It's, it's harsh. Definitely like abuse porn, which is very, very strange for a biopic. So that's an issue. You know what I mean? Where it's kind of like they would do like eroticized violence or sexual violence, but couch it in kind of like a sexual, like in a way, it's very weird. Um, And they'd be like, biopic and then they're like, oh, it's stylized, so you can't criticize it. It's like, no, I can't. It's on Marilyn's life. You think you're do she's a real person. If you're trying to do a biopic or at least a story including her, then you gotta get some of it right. You got that she's blonde, right? Maybe they was their <laughs> Maybe they was their thinking. They were like, well, she's blonde, we called it blonde. Ding ding ding! Like I don't have to do it. It's like when I go to work and I do one thing right. And then I go, well, alright, the shift is eight to eight. I open the door correctly, and I can, I'm going to do nothing else right for the rest of the day. And I don't hold myself to that. I just know that I subconsciously myself will hold me to that. It's, it's always, it's, it's, I might be bad at my job. <laughs> anyway, but yeah, I think that's a valid criticism, where it's like when it's a weird cut to my mother texting me in the middle of this, hi, mom, um, when it's a weird cut to sex it's not tonally it just doesn't make sense with the story or it doesn't make sense in the context that we know these characters um or it doesn't make sense with a retelling of those characters um like they they brought up jason x i don't actually know what that sex scene is about we might see it later in in, in today I, I don't know actually um but yeah i <laughs> What I'm picturing that one to be would be it's Jason running around on a spaceship killing people, and then it's like a hard cut to Jamie Lee Curtis fucking an alien. I think she's in the movie. Don't tell me I'm wrong. I don't know. Um. So yeah, that's kind of wild. Um. But the, I can see where people would be like, that's a weird shift because like the tone is we're afraid we're afraid for all these other characters or the tone with Mar- Marilyn Monroe is like, we're learning and we're sympathizing with her because she genuinely hated her life. And then it's weird to just be like anal sex scene. Like it, it's very strange. So I, I absolutely understand that. I do think also um, it's, you know, I think that, uh, um, uh, <laughs> why am I being at this? I, I think that what this person was saying also is that like, you know, when people are like, what's the purpose of sex scenes in media? There could be any purpose, really. I don't think that, like I'm saying, I'm not being critical of sex scenes themselves unless they're done poorly 
they're inappropriate for the actors that are doing them. Um, because there's definitely been, been a lot of movies where, like, the actors have been like, I'm not super... Usually actresses have been like, I'm not super into doing this. And then they're forced to do it anyway. It's not good. Uh, so, you know, I mean, obviously, it doesn't take me to say that. But, um, you know, not saying that actors have to, like, full-on penetrate each other on film. Just saying that, like, you know, if you're going to show someone's tits, ask the person that has the tits first. It's not that hard, <laughs> like, um, uh, but uh, uh, people suck sometimes. But anyway, yeah, it's like, uh, it, it, you know, it, there's, so I write sex scenes. I mentioned that I write sex scenes. Um, you know, usually when I write sex scenes, it, it may, I, I don't like have a super sit down scientific thought of why I do it. But like, um, you know, it's, or the most basic examples of when people write sex scenes. So like, I read a lot of romance novels. Romance novels, I feel like, follow very specifically and very well into the, the... They're kind of written according to the same formula that you might make, like, a like a shitty Lifetime movie. Not shitty, but, well, <laughs> depends. Um, but kind of, like, the same... Or maybe not Lifetime. Maybe, like, a channel that's similar, like a Hallmark or Lifetime, but allowed to get a little more graphic, allowed to have more arousing or, 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 or erotic, um, like, but made t for TV, that sort of thing, like, content... You know the types of movies, I mean. They were, you know, it's when you go home to your mom's house, and you're like, hey, mom, what are you watching? And she's like, cougar. <laughs> like, cougar murder mysteries. And it's like, okay, great. Cool. <laughs> okay. You got pizza? Like, I, 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 listen, I don't know how to talk to my parents. Um, but, like, that sort of thing. Like, in the middle of the day, daytime, you know, wheel isn't on right now, so you turn on, like, a made-for-TV softcore porno thing. Or softcore erotica thing. That sort of thing. Romance, right? It's romance. They follow the kind of pattern. You know, I feel like as somebody that reads a lot of romance novels, I think that might actually be a little surprising. They do kind of follow that same formula. Where it's like the characters get to know each other kind of early on, or one character makes a brief appearance, and they kind of, I don't want to say Chekhov's gun, but a little bit kind of Chekhov's guns itself. Or it's like, oh, that handsome cowboy that I pointed out to my friend at the bar, and was like, what's his story? And my friend says, well, you know, he's been a widower since he was 13, like, I some fuckish shit like that. And then it's like, well... <laughs> He's probably a guy with a lot of baggage. I'm going to stay away from him. And then later he puffs back up in the story and saves you from being tied down on the train tracks or whatever. And you guys fuck right there, right in front of the cactus, right in front of my salad. It's something like that. <laughs> something like that, right? You know, you know what I'm trying to say. So in, in the, 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 usually the sex in those sorts of movies or, books represents like the deepening of their relationship you know what i mean it's usually just before or just after somebody has experienced something traumatic or relayed something traumatic or that sort of thing and it, it, it's it's usually like directly prior to them becoming more involved and invested in each other and if they're going for the long con, it's usually right before, like, a misunderstanding that could ruin the whole thing, but again, this is Lifetime, and it's not going to, so we know that they're going to get married at the end. We know it. We That's why we're reading it. It's a comforting pattern. We know where it's going. It's safe to project fantasies onto these characters. Usually something super dangerous or super terrible isn't going to happen. Usually the characters, if they're flawed, aren't 
unforgivably flawed. Although, so, <laughs> uh, what book was I reading? Oh my god. So, like, a good example, I was reading a book that could be made into a movie. I think, I think it was written with the intention of, because it's written very theatrically not saying that anyone's gonna pick this up i am just saying that the, the the author was probably like oh this is my oscar and it's like ma'am you've written a book <laughs> uh what's it called it's called baby love which i don't like the name i think i got it in like uh you know when you just buy a box of books from the thrift store where they're like shitty books we wouldn't make you spend a penny on it's 50 of them 50 cents and it's like all right sweet so you know, I need something something to read. You know, sometimes I have downtime at work, that sort of thing. Why not? So, um, uh, the two main characters meet each other on a train. She's running from an abusive relationship. He just rides the train. He's like a train jumping person, but it's set in the nineties. So, but whatever. So, <laughs> oh, sure, he's a cowboy. He rides on. He rides the rails. It's 1993. Who gives a shit, dude? Maybe I'm. I was born in 96. Maybe when I'm what ended riding the rails, right? Who knows? Um. So and like he sees this lady. She's trying to breastfeed her baby, and there's a bunch of people. Uh, just a bunch of men staring at her, like they're gonna hurt her. And so this this this, this cowboy's like, here, put my coat around you. Never speak to me again. And she's like, all right, thanks. Um. And then he's like, you know what? I might. I might speak to the lady again. I think I... Yeah. And then he does. And he keeps popping back up into her life. And they eventually... Uh, 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 it, I couldn't finish it. And maybe I will. I probably won't. It was just, like, weird. It was written very strangely. Um, but the precursor to them having sex for the first time... Um, it's her, like, spilling her guts to him and being like, listen, I, my stepdad, you don't want to know what happened between us. This is, like, his child. Like, it was weird and I'm traumatized and I don't want you to touch me. Then he's like, well, I want to touch you because I'm going to touch you nice. And she's like, oh, touching me nice. Huh, no one's ever done that before. Maybe I am ready right now in this moment after I've just been sobbing to you. Maybe I'm ready to be touched nice. Maybe I can take the tears and kind of, like, swirl them around down there a little bit. Maybe they tell this is going to work for me. And I'm not critiquing anybody's healing. I think that's brave. I just think that it was written really poorly. It's really bad writing, but it's fine. Um, I just didn't like the way that he was, like, he was... This is separate to everything that I'm saying. It was just, it was, maybe we'll do an episode on it, probably not. It's one of the worst romance novels I've ever read. There he was like, my touch is going to be what heals you. And it's like, no, dude, fucking healing is going to be what heals her. Fucking, you're, you, listen, you're not Johnny McSpecial Fingers, okay? You're just, again, some cowboy <laughs> basically kidnapped this woman. And she's mentioned several times she feels like she owes you sex. And now you're like, you do owe me sex, but also, you kind of owe yourself sex with me. It's just bad. It's not good. Um, I don't like it. Uh, <laughs> but, like, it was the big build-up. So when they had sex, it was a pivotal moment in their relationship. It was right after the revelation of trauma. It has the potential to be more traumatizing and lead to more, like, conversations that, again, create... It all fits with the... When you look at a book like that, the 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 narrative is it's supposed to be some sort of healing journey where the it, it's like a romance and a healing story 
kind of conflated in a really weird way. But that's obviously the narrative. That's the tone. And looking at it, you know from that tone that they're going to have sex. <laughs> you know, you get what you get on the package. You, you know what happens. Um, so, yeah. So that's just like... And they make a lot of those, too. Where it's like, you know, when as soon as you turn on, I don't know you know, MILF City Baking Company or whatever, you know that they're going MILF City, like, third act. Like, you know they, like, it's someone that looks suspiciously like your mom is gonna fuck somebody that looks suspiciously like me. Sorry. Um, so, uh, but they don't have to be good. I think also maybe people are critical of sex scenes because they're just not shot well. Or they're just not, like, acted well like i don't know it's <laughs> i'm not an actor okay i you know i'm sorry i i really sound like this this is my real voice i'm not a voice actor i'm not somebody doing a bit um you don't want to see me on television i just look like any other dumpy 20 something and you know eventually you will see me you, you flick through enough movies where they just pull people from central casting you'll you'll find me um so, yeah, uh, <laughs> but, um, you know, I, I'm not in a place to tell people how to act in a sex scene. What I am in a place to do is maybe suggest, so I've seen some good ones where, where the acting is believable, where it, it, it's not jarring because it's not thrown in. Like, I think I used this example a million years ago. Fucking, oh, what movie was it? The one with the Cenobites. Um, 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 uh-oh, uh-oh, blanking. Um, well, it wasn't Jason X, because it's what got us into this mess. Ooh, what, was the, what the hell was the movie with the Cenobites? Why? Ooh, Cenobites. Hellraiser. Yeah. I mean, I'm going to say the sex scene in Hellraiser is probably one of the best shot sex scenes I've ever seen. And I'm not just saying that because I liked it aesthetically. It was just something in the acting. I found it, like, believable. Like, it's something with the way that it was shot, the swift fades into one another. I think there were fades. Um, like, or just even, like, the, the very the swift, or even if they weren't fades, like, swifter scene transitions, they, they took it kind of slow. The acting was slow. The, the, the soundtrack was appropriate. It really seemed like they were, like, making love. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, obviously, they, they didn't, like, did the show, like, they didn't, it wasn't, you know, he wasn't sticking it in her bush, like, on camera, necessarily, but it was, like, it was, it's probably, for me, one of the best scenes I've ever seen. I'm not gonna jerk it, or best sex scenes I've ever seen, excuse me. I'm not jerking it to it, I'm not that kind of guy, but it's definitely, like, it was filmed in, in scripted and, like, acted in such a believable way where I th it fit tonally. Like, it's not just a flashback of this guy's wife, or soon-to-be wife, cheating on him with somebody that later becomes a Cenobite, and also is his brother. It's, like, it's... It sets up the tone of the rest of the movie. Like, she'll do anything for this guy, because they shared a, a night of passion that seemed like a genuine connection, even if it was scandalous and she wasn't supposed to do that. So it's like, when he's like, listen, kill people so that I can do whatever and become a body and a person again, she's like, yeah, all right. Because you fucked me pretty good that one time. It, like, it makes sense. That was really well shot. <laughs> um... 
I think a good example of a sex scene that just really takes you out of the movie, not that you, I mean, listen, um, you, when I was thinking about this episode specifically, I knew I would talk about like bad sex scenes in film anyway, and I, I, I would be remiss if I didn't mention the sex scenes in the room where Tommy Wiseau fucks Lisa's belly button it's every time. <laughs> <laughs> and i'm not remiss you know i'm it, listen i it's happening <laughs> i'm saying it uh i don't know if he doesn't i okay i know that has to be somebody's thing if you're out there and you're listening to this podcast and you're like actually i like being fucked in the belly button listen no pregnancy risk sure you know what? Fine. I, you know, maybe mine's a little larger because I'm a little, have, I'm a little on the heavy set side, so I kind of have a wire belly button, I guess. Mine, I have a, I have a navel piercing, so which for me is basically a chastity belt. It's like, no, no, don't, don't stick anything, don't stick anything in there, don't put your dick in there, because like you can't, because I have a navel piercing. Um, but sure, maybe it's fuckable. You know what? I probably need to software. I don't wear a lot of crop tops, and now I don't think I ever will again. Because <laughs> I don't want people being like, I can fuck that guy's belly button. I also have a big nose. You, don't fuck me up the nose. Like, whatever. Um, sure, I'm sure just, I just offended everyone with that one, too. I'm sure that's also somebody's fetish. I don't think that the room was built around somebody's belly button fucking fetish maybe i've read the disaster artist that part doesn't come up um <laughs> i also saw the disaster artist but I, I like the book better i'm sorry i know i'm a nerd i'm a nerd you can't see me hiding my face on which i'm wearing giant fucking plastic nerd glasses but i like the book better Sorry. Um, so that, that for me, that's one of the worst sex scenes that I've ever seen. I think it's hilarious. Um, it doesn't matter that it clashes with the tone of the film, because what is the tone of the film? Have you seen The Room? <laughs> one day. Oh, I love The, the Room. has a very special place in my heart. It's one of, I know it's a stupid answer, but I know that's absolutely one of my favorite bad movies of all time. Uh, the Room is one of the things that inspired me to keep being a writer, because I saw that and I was like, okay long-haired guy with, you know, indistinguishable accent that really seems to like baggy pants for some reason. Hey, that's me too. If he can do it, I can do it. And I don't even need to hire actors because I write novels. So, uh, thanks, Tommy. Uh, <laughs> but that was the part where, so, I... I'm usually looking away from the sex scene, whatever it is, you know what I mean? Especially if I'm watching with my parents, because the worst thing is when you make eye contact with the sex scene and you're watching a movie with your family, and then you look over at them and they're looking at you to make sure that you understand, and it's like, no, I understand that there's a blowjob happening. Do you want me to, like, recite the anatomy of a blowjob to you? Like, whatever. Um, but, yeah, so, like, I, I usually look away, I'm usually like, uh, okay, you know what I mean, um... So I don't have, like, a super extensive database of sex scenes in my brain. Um, I know that I did admit to watching a lot of movies that include them, but, um... <laughs> oh, well. Um, so, <laughs> when I say watching, it doesn't mean that I'm actually paying attention. But, yeah, so I figured now, for some fun, now that I've talked in a big circle and none of it meant anything, because I'm also trying to keep my voice down so my neighbors aren't like, this fucking pervert. Which, they're right. But, you know, 
doing it about something I'm actually perverted about, you know what I mean? Um, now that's probably it, actually. Admitting that I write sex scenes as a novelist, that's probably the most perverted. It is the most perverted thing that I do, and something that bad. Um, listen, so I looked up worst sex scenes in movies, and I figured we could laugh at these. Um, the first one that comes up is from Screen Crush. Uh, the article is the 25 worst sex scenes in movie history. Um, first one's from Ted. Okay. Oh, okay. Oh, listen. Wait, what? Is there a sex scene in Ted? Uh, huh. I don't know. It's not too bad. It's like a real doll that can give consent, right? Who knows? Uh, <laughs> can't watch the video. Maybe I can. It says watch on YouTube. Oh, this is going to ruin my YouTube search history. Wait, hold on. Is this just the scene that they showed in, in the promo where he does, like, he kind of humps a, a supermarket, like, a cashier thing? Register? Okay, it is. If you could show it in the promo, first of all, that would be just the rest of the movie. Second of all, if you could show it in the promo, it's... <laughs> if this is the aid that ran on television, and it is, um, I'm going to say it's probably not a sex scene. Uh, it's it's a scene with sexual connotations. Um, anyway, listen, uh, uh, my super ex-girlfriend from 2006. Oh, boy. Oh, no. No. What are they doing? Oh, it's... Oh, no, this isn't the sex scene, is it? It's just the trailer. No, I want to see... Sure, yeah, listen. Listen, okay? Nobody in the 2000s was having good sex. I'm sorry. We Everyone was too busy plucking their eyebrows and um, wearing dresses over jeans that's it um so i also don't really remember the 2000s like i said i was born in 96 so you know when the next one is shoot him up by michael davis sure yeah <laughs> why not oh what oh no i feel like i've seen this one it says in the middle of a heated bit of lovemaking a gang of maced assassins burst into clive owen and monica bellucci's motel room um yeah, it would be probably pretty bad. Um, no, no, no. I Some of these, I think, are also... Oh, okay, Nymphomaniac, absolutely. Sure, I don't want to ever see that again. Um, Twilight Saga. Ooh, ooh, okay, we got an 80s. Return of Swamp Thing. Um, it's obviously tongue-in-cheek. It even says it right there. And this person... Um, uh, let's face forward. Were they just eating a fruit swamp thing? Oh, I, uh, what are they doing? Uh-oh. <laughs> She's gonna fuck this swamp thing. <laughs> uh, let's see. Oh, ew. He just pulled, like, a fruit off of his body and handed it to her. Sorry, didn't hand it to her. Put it in his own mouth. Uh, oh, here we go. So, so they're going to hallucinate. So, um, and they're going to have sex in the hallucination. 
I think that's why I'm afraid of hallucinogens. If I hallucinate a sex scene or I, you know, oh, he's human. Um, were there not monster fuckers in 1989? Oh, wow. They just, she's rubbing his, his shoulder. It's, is that what you're supposed to do? I do like the flute soundtrack. Um, oh God, there she—he's licking her effectively. I mean, it's—it's gonna. Oh my God, you don't have to lick a person. <laughs> I know they hear a swamp thing. On whatever, dude. Whatever. It's good for them. Who who cares? It's. I'm, I'm gonna say that was not actually bad, especially for a tongue-in-cheek movie. It's in, in it probably intentionally kind of stupid and kind of like schlucky to the point where they can put like sex scenes into it and it's kind of the whole draw. It's fine. Oh, Parrot, hello. <laughs> Swiss's Party 2016. Um, yes, video's age restricted. Of course it is. Who cares? <laughs> oh no! Why? I didn't know Michael Sarah was in that movie. Oh God! Why? Poor Michael Sarah. Uh, Jake Frost, nineteen ninety-seven. Listen, I'm pretty sure that's a rape scene. I think I've seen this movie. The snowman does rape somebody in the shower. Um, was it a sequel, or was it? No, Silent Night, Deadly Night's the one with the sequel, right? There can only be one Christmas horror movie with the sequel, or else I'm going to lose my mind. Um, uh, G G Ooh, I knew how to say this at one point. G G G uh, Gigli? G oh, I'm Italian, too. I'm, <laughs> oh, I, uh, it might be time to hand in my Italian card. Maybe I'm all Greek from now on. Um, yeah, no, I've seen this. Oh, God, it's sex during yoga. It does, uh, ooh, here we go. Yeah, okay. She's doing yoga. It's not sexual. She's just on the ground. They're kissing lips. Okay, she's in the same pose. Now she's on her back. And she says it's turkey time. Gobble, gobble. Mm, I don't know who directed G... G, G uh, I don't know. <laughs> I do now. Jiggly. Jiggly? Jiggly. Jiggly was directed by Martin Brest, which I think explains a lot. Um, I'm sure that joke's been made before. Uh, 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 so Jennifer Lopez's character is a lesbian. Uh, so, and then she does seductive yoga and then says it's turkey time. And I don't, I don't know any, I don't know what's happening there. Um, but I think that this person, this, this is one of those things where it's like, maybe I just, I, yoga isn't like, I do yoga. You know what I mean? I try. It's, it can't be that sexy because they let me into the building to go to the yoga studio. Um, so I think this person just hates like a yoga fetish, which is a weird and horrible thing to say. Um, and just like built 
a whole movie around it. I think this is like a crime movie, but you know, listen, this is a crime against movie. Um, no, dude, I want fucking like old shitty who last tango in Paris. Yeah, what happens to that one? No rape scene. Oh god, rape scene using a stick of butter is lube. That's that's that doesn't even work if it's consensual, right? Like you can't you. Okay, that's a that's a Google question. I don't want to give anybody. Uh, yeah, can you use again? I did just uh say that I'm Greek. I know that I'm supposed to be slathering myself in olive oil. Um, people. <laughs> <laughs> people should avoid using butter as lube uh you should also avoid petroleum jelly lotion or spit uh, and then the next qu question is is vaseline okay Ooh, 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 vaseline i don't know it's just something about the smell of it it like smells minty and it I, it smells minty in a way that feels like it would sting if it came in contact with something open Mayhaps like a vagina or dick hole. Um, I ooh, <laughs> you can, however, use breast milk as a lube. So, um, I get that it was it's a rape scene, and they, you know, they, 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 he's obviously a monster and he's not looking for the best lube, but butter was not one of them. But a similar, well, it's not dairy because it's human breast milk, it might be, I don't know. I'm a vegetarian. I don't suck breasts. But those are kind of not related. Who knows? Anyway, you can just wipe breast milk all over yourself and call it, call it a day. Save. It's great. But you know what? If I saw someone in a movie squirt milk from their tits and wipe it all over their downstairs, I would probably say it's a bad sex scene. Because uh, there's just no movie where there's going to be a setup or a plot that makes me tonally ready to see someone do that. Um, and maybe that's on me. Uh... <laughs> Google, Google also wants me to know, paper is not a lubricant, and it is itself is a rough surface. Oh, God, someone tried to make a dental dam out of paper. I know that's why people, I know that's why they hiss, Google hiss to tell me. I know, I know it is. Oh, my God. You can't make everything out of paper, okay? I, listen, I took a, I took a whole college course on how to cut paper and do paper, the collages and fucking shit. And I was bad at it, but I never once took a look at the paper and the exacto knife. It said, what if I cut this into the shape of a dental dam and then maybe used it? Um, there are just some things paper can't do. I know that it's controversial. I am from a family of technical writers. They write instruction manuals for a living. Paper is their bread and butter. Bread and butter, similarly, can't be used as loop, so it all comes full circle. But it doesn't come full um, uh, anus or full uh, uh, vaginal opening, or I don't know what else, a full orifice. It comes full circle, but it doesn't come full orifice. There we go. There's the joke. I knew it was in there somewhere. Uh, Howard the Duck. Oh, yeah. Duck, he's boobs. No, wait. It's not the sex scene. No, the sex scene is a, a dude duck. 
here, listen, a dude duck can't have boobs. Sure. I don't care. Except, <laughs> uh, so Howard the Duck, this was my little sister's favorite movie without having seen it. I think my little sister's kind of uh, controversial. She likes to have controversial, like harmlessly con controversial opinions. You know what I mean? Where out of nowhere, she'll just really cling to one thing and be like, actually, this is best. This is better than every other thing that has ever existed in the same category of this thing. And it's like kind of one of those things where it's like, you can't ever really know. Like for a few Christmases, her favorite song, her favorite Christmas song was, um, I believe it's Boney M. I'm going to have to look up the name. Uh, yeah, it is Boney M. Um, her favorite Christmas song was Mary's Boy Child slash Oh My Lord. I knew there was a slash in there and I didn't remember what came after it. Uh, so I had to look that up. She's like, not only is it the best Christmas song of all time, other Christmas songs shouldn't even exist. And it's like, sure, I don't know too much about the medium of Christmas songs. It's catchy. I like Boney M a, a lot. I fucking, you know, it's, it's Boney M, dude. It, they're daddy cool. You know what I mean? Um, daddy, daddy cool. Do, do, do. Anyway, but um, it's just one of those things where it's like, all right, yeah, I don't know. But there was a period of time where she was like, Howard the Duck is the best movie of all time. And, <laughs> and we were all just like, okay. And uh, she hasn't ever seen it, to my knowledge. She, I offered to like buy her a tape of it because I was like, listen, I know it exists. I know it's out there. I, I've been on eBay. Like... <laughs> it's out there and she's like no i don't really want to see it i just know that it's the best movie of all time mm. but i think that was also the same year that also speaking of christmas my mom has this thing where she makes us watch white christmas or holiday Inn. they're the same movie to me um i know i'm not supposed to say that because in the beginning of the show i was like i'm a legitimate movie critic no i'm not they're the same movie to me i'll fucking know um, he's dreaming of a white Christmas either way. Maybe one of them is just what happens in the dream sequence. I don't know. Um, but so my, it's my mom's tradition. We watch it every year, right? Um, well, obviously we, no one needs to see that movie once a year. <laughs> so one year I took meters into my own hands and I, I, I went online and I got a, 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 um, a DVD copy of Santa Claus Conquers the Martians. Cause I was like, this is just wacky enough where my family might watch it and be like, okay, we get it. And I think this was the year that my little sister was like obsessed with the concept of Howard the Duck. Um, she loves Spider-Man and I guess Howard the Duck does fall into the superhero thing, but it's like, does, do they exist in the same universe? And if so, Howard the Duck is too busy doing bestiality things onto a human. You know what I mean? So like, or is he a fursona? I really don't know. Um, but <laughs> I, I don't know. Are the, is it yiffing? Who knows? But, um, so I was like, come on, this is a, this is a film. And then uh, I think the, the consensus was that Howard the Duck is the better film just because it's <laughs> a bit film that we haven't seen together. And then we had to watch Holiday Inn slash White Christmas again. Um, and my parents have said, don't ever do that again. And I was like, fuck, I was gonna get us a copy of elves um but uh yeah so Howard the Duck I know a lot about it I've heard I think I've seen it I can't remember if I've seen the whole thing 
Um, but there is a scene where there is, uh, so Howard is a duck. He's a duck. He comes from Duck Planet. On Duck Planet, you can see that ducks have boobs. That's actually not part of the story necessarily. That's just a weird practical effect, weird costume design thing that they decided to do. Uh, and they did it and it didn't need to be done. But then also he comes to Earth and he fucks a human. So, <laughs> that's, that's a movie. Uh, I'm not going to ask my sister about that. Oh, The Matrix Reloaded is a sex scene? You know what? Good for them. Sex positivity in the trans community. The Matrix is a trans allegory. Um, it's all I know. I don't want to know anything that Lars von Trier has to do with um, sex. <laughs> I don't want to know. Um, uh, okay, these are all like modern films. Yeah, I get it. Fifty Shades of Grey. They didn't do a good job. There was sex in Avatar? Was there? Oh, yeah, they braided their hair. Okay, yeah, yeah I, I do remember that, actually. Oh! I saw Avatar in a theater with a friend. Um, and I, I, I think I didn't realize what they were doing. I think they were like sharing memories or uploading consciousness. I think I went too sci-fi with it. I think James Cameron really did just want to watch blue cat people braid hairs sexually. Um, and I, you know, I think that was probably the, the minute that I didn't understand what we were watching. I think that was when my friend was like, oh, wow, <laughs> I can see why the elementary school teachers put us together, his friends, because you're, you're out there. And it's like, I am. That is why we were put together as friends. But I, I appreciate it. We, we, we're friends. We love each other. It's what friends do. Um, so, but I, every so often, yep, yeah, here we go. There's the room. Every so often I do or say something or don't understand something and it's usually sexual and people go, oh, I knew there was something underneath. I knew there was something going wrong underneath. Um, yeah, obviously the room by Tommy Wiseau, he used to, to be there. Uh, they did mention that he's putting his dick directly into Lisa's belly button. You know what, Tommy? Here. I have 13 piercings, okay? I want to get more. My belly button piercing was the most excruciating piercing that I've ever gotten. I don't know why, okay? I have three piercings in my nose. I have my, my septum, two sides. I have two piercings in my ear cartilage on one side. I got my tragus pierced when I was like 17, okay? That's solid cartilage. Um, belly button piercing, absolute worst. I, I love it. It's my one of my favorite. I love all my piercings, but it, it the worst pain out of any piercing that I've gotten. I don't know if it's because of the way my body's set up. I don't know. But when you stick your dick inside of Lisa's belly button, I can tell you, you're the one tearing her apart. Okay. I know she sleeps with Mark. All right. I, I know that she says it on tape, but you're tearing her apart way before she's tearing you, you apart, buddy. You know what? If you fucked me in the belly button, I'd sleep with your best friend, too. I don't fucking give a shit. Hey, Mark, you gonna do it regular, or are you gonna put it in my stomach? You're gonna do it regular? All right. <laughs> it's all it takes. Um, so, uh, uh, yeah. These were all kind of, like, modern movies. I want to see, like, shit. I want to see, like, shit from the 80s. Uh, worst sex scenes in movie history cringeworthy sex scenes in movie history whoo oh okay well it's steve carell I, he's a comedy actor it's probably intentionally funny whatever he's doing there this is still image of an actress sucking on steve carell's lip 
and uh, he, he, he look it looks painful, but it's Steve Carell. It's his thing. Like it, the forty year old virgin was real, wasn't it? They tore off all his body hair. He does cringy scenes. <laughs> like I don't know, he's a comedy actor. Um, ooh, <laughs> the mountain between us, twenty seventeen. Um, oh, wait, what? Oh, okay. I gotta look that up. It says that they're fucking on the mountain. They might not survive. The mountain between us sex scene. Oh, God, it's on Netflix. So good. Uh, the... <laughs> wait, what happens here? The mountain between us would be gross in real life. Uh, they're in a plane crash, and they have... Oh, okay. So they've been in a plane crash. One of the characters is um, a kind of infected leg. Um, and then they, they fuck each other. And, oh, literally, okay. She breaks her leg. They're in a plane crash. Two survivors, right? One man, one woman. Um, sex can be between any gender as long as they're adults. But, um, you know, I feel like maybe making it a straight couple was correct for this movie because the rest of it's so shocking i think that if you made them queer people would riot people would because you're already asking them to believe all this happened so um so um the plane crash right two survivors man woman uh she's hurt her leg she has an infection um she fell into a coma from hypothermia after she fell into a frozen lake she's starving She's weak. She has sex with this guy. That's not... Mm, I don't want to tell people how to live. I don't want to tell people how to how to survive a plane crash. I... Do you know what? Maybe... Okay. Now I'm taking it back. Now I'm thinking about it. If I survived a plane crash... Um... You know... The only the only time I've... I've never survived anything as severe as a plane crash. Absolutely not. But kind of like... The only, I only, the only times that I've ever, like, experienced anything sexual, it's kind of after, like, something where it's like, well, XYZ has already happened, why the fuck not, you know what I mean? And I'm not, like, into it, I'm not, like, turned on by any extent, but the, the only time I can, like, call my brain into being like, you know what, sex would probably be fine, like, statistically speaking. Because, well, these things have happened. So I kind of see where she's coming from. Where she's like, you know what? My leg's infected. Maybe it'll fall off. I just fell out of a fucking plane. Because the plane fell out of the fucking sky. Well, fuck this guy. <laughs> like, I, I get it. Uh, so, yeah. No, I, I, I gotcha. I, I gotcha. I don't want to see it, though. Twilight. Yeah. Okay. We we know. Uh, ooh, what else do we have? Huh. Um, I love these videos have been banned. Oh, no. Isn't Her the movie where he fucks a computer? Yeah, Her is the movie where he fucks a computer. Oh, we got Return to Swan Thing. Yeah, we just saw that one. Uh, The Shining. Um, okay. I, you know what? That's one of the ones that I'm going to push back on. Having seen the movie, I'm going to say the sex scene in The Shining wasn't bad it was atmospheric and weird and didn't make sense and i don't understand it for that reason but the reason why they're saying that it's a bad scene is that uh see i think the sex scene in the shining works because shelly devoll 
she's running around and she's scared, right? And she encounters people having sex. Then she continues being scared and she continues with the plot and feel of the movie. If Shelley had decided, why doesn't the man in the bear suit fillet me? And then took it a completely different direction and lost the fear then it would have been fucking weird. And they would have, like, completely, totally interrupted the movie. The fact that she saw something scary happening, continued being scared, or saw something unexpected and weird happening, and continued feeling uncomfortable in her environment, and kept going. They makes it good. They fits the tone. Um, I don't know what's happening, <laughs> but I think it works. Um, Do-do-do... I'm going to say anything called Zack and Mary make a porno is probably not going to have a great sex scene in it. Oh, God. Oh. Maps to the stars. This person initiates sex by saying, would you fuck me if I asked you to for research? How would we do it? And then they pull over by the side of the road and they do it. This makes me feel bad about my writing. I'm going to have to, I'm going to actually have to go back and edit and make sure that nothing I, I, I do is, 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 um, uh, on their level. Um, cause it might be, um, and it's unfortunate. Yeah. We got the avatar on oh, the room, obviously. <laughs> the the jaunty cartoony soundtrack yeah you're not wrong oh this is the blowjob scene actually i mean i know nobody thought the film was actually ever gonna see the light of day i would have made their face too and they had actor's defense um so oh god ow oh why is she hurting steve carell oh god why is she whipping him um, it's the 40-year-old version. <laughs> Maybe. I just don't like sex scenes. Maybe they're all terrible. Maybe the entire premise of this episode was bad. No, they can't be true. I'm right. I'm right about everything. Um, it's possible to write a bad sex scene. It's also possible to write a good one. You just got to do everything else that I discussed earlier and uh, just none of the things I've discussed in the past 20 minutes. Um, it's possible to have a good podcast. I'm just not doing it right now either. But hey, we made it to the end. We've paced an hour. I think my neighbors are done listening to me talking about sex, baby. Um, talking about you and me or well, just me. I'm alone. But and I like it that way. OK, don't get any ideas. It's pre-recorded anyway. Um, uh, so you, you can't stop my loneliness right now because I enjoy it. Actually, I'm a very solitary purpose, a person. That's why I have a podcast. Um, so anyway, thanks. Thanks. Genuinely. Thanks for making it to the end of this. I hope some of the shit I said made sense. Um, probably didn't. I'm open to that as well. Um, so this was fun. I do like episodes where I don't really look at things as I'm doing the thing. I do like episodes where I just rattle off some shit that's in my brain and I force you to listen to it and hopefully you enjoyed it. I hope you enjoyed it. That's always the end goal of these other than to make it to an hour or more because it's the premise because of the title. I don't know why I did that to myself, but here we are. Um, but, uh, you know, just what are our takeaways? Uh, safe sex always. Don't hit Steve Carell. Don't do whatever the people in Twilight were doing. 
if you're being murdered, you know, it's, it's okay to not stop running from a killer and have some sex. Like, that doesn't make you sex negative. That doesn't make you anti-feminist. It's okay. If someone is chasing you with a hatchet, it's you. It's fine. You know what I mean? You don't have to fuck someone right now. If they have a chainsaw, you're good. They're not going to fuck you gently with a chainsaw. I'll tell you that much. Um, but yeah, so <laughs> that's the episode. How sexy was that? That was great. Um, I don't feel as disgusted as I thought I would, um, <laughs> probably because most of the videos weren't available, uh, but I did genuinely have a fun time. I hope you guys did as well. Thank you so much for listening as always. I, I love you guys. I hope you enjoy listening to these or at least this one. I hope you at least enjoy one episode. It doesn't have to be this one, but I had a lot, of, I would, I had a lot of fun making this one and, uh, talking in circles about things that I have no right to talk about or very, very little to no understanding of just generally. It's kind of my thing. That's kind of my vibe. So happy to happy to help. Happy to do it. Um, so yeah, it was great to have all you guys here. And uh, I won't see you next time. And you won't see me next time because it is an audio medium. And uh, I won't hear from you next time because it's pre-recorded and it's one-way street. Unless you have a podcast, maybe I don't know. We'll take a listen. But uh, you'll hear from me next time because it's a podcast. That's how this works. So I love you guys. Bye.